What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Another fairly thin week on waivers, though to be honest, we're kind of at the part of the season where you should have your team mostly figured out and waivers should really just be injury related, whether that's like replacing a player on your team that got injured, whether that's you know, quarterback tight end this week, or, you know, picking up a handcuff to maybe there's a running back injury, a star running back goes down, we're picking up the handcuff. Those two are kind of how it should be right now. You shouldn't be expecting that there's some breakout wide receiver that we hadn't really had our mind on or our eyes on so far this season. There's all of a sudden doing amazing. That's probably not going to happen, so it should be related to injuries. Yeah, I mean, a lot of injuries this week. Uh, because of that, the top priorities on waivers are going to be uh, – running back and tight end, but it's only really going to be those top few that we'll go over. After that, there simply are not a bunch of amazing options this week and won't really be for the rest of the season. And when I show you the quarterback list, that's also not going to be that great. So uh, we'll start things off with running back. Top name obviously is Zach Charbonnet. We have talked about him, I don't want to say every week, but I'll say probably every single week as a running back that you probably want to have on your team if he was on free agency, just because if Walker went down, he'd be the number one claim. Walker goes down, he's number one claim. Uh, definitely worth using that claim. Again, if it happens for the rest of the season to where there's a running back that could be you know, a starting option for your team, just use the number one claim to get them. Uh, there aren't that many weeks left, so it's not worth stashing a number one claim if there's only a few weeks left in the season. Um, Seattle does have pretty awful you know remaining matchups so he's not gonna have games where it's like oh he's in a smash spot but for any weeks that Ken Walker does miss he's gonna be in line for around 15 touches in those games with upside for more if they can win uh, and so even in matchups against you know San Fran Dallas not who's coming up he's still gonna be worth playing as a running back too because anyone getting that low volume with his level of talent he is someone we love this offseason they're gonna be worth starting and so I would recommend around 25 percent of your fab to get him right now using them one claim but that depends like do you did you not really use your fab at all you have 80 percent go up to 30 percent 35 percent it doesn't really matter like you're, you're trying to use all of it by the end of the season if you've only got like 25 percent I probably wouldn't use 100 percent of it on Charbonnet but up to you um but again he, he's worth a number one claim this week uh drop down after him into Keaton Mitchell basically the same as before except that the role is slowly growing he is running back two on the Ravens he keeps looking really, really good. He didn't bust off a long touchdown this week, but you can't really expect that to happen every single week. Uh, he's kind of trending towards a role where he's going to have around 10 to 12 touches each week with maybe one or two of them in the receiving game. Because remember, Baltimore doesn't use their running backs in the receiving game no matter how they how good they are. So we shouldn't expect a huge role for him there. But around 10 to 12 touches each week, um, Charbonnet is still the better ad because there will likely, I don't think Walker's going to play this week, but they haven't really told us how long he's going to be out. But my guess is you at least have this week for Charbonnet, maybe even in to next week as well. And since Keaton Mitchell, at least right now with no injury, is still the running back two on Baltimore, which can still be viable, but you'd still prefer Charbonnet because he'd be the running back one. Uh, but again, Mitchell still, if he's out there in free agency, he is still absolutely worth a flyer on. Um, and remember, that's kind of it for running backs, you know, like I guess someone actually asked me about Jalen Warren this morning. My assumption is that Jalen Warren has been rostered in your league for like two months, but I suppose if he's out there, yeah, I guess he's available on free agency. You want to go after him, but there's no other really running backs 
you're going after being like, oh, they're, you know, great start right now. It's just like we're at the point of the year where more and more your bench should be these handcuffs, should be a bunch of players like Zach Charbonnet, because if they hit, that's a huge value boost. Whereas some of these like, you know, secondary tertiary options at wide receiver. It's like if you look at a wide receiver and you know you're never going to start them, why roster them even for your last bench spot? Just put someone out there that could do something. So I would say the list of running backs that I would be rostering as like that last bench piece is obviously the two we talked about before. But then Tajay Spears, Zamir White, Rico Dowdle, Elijah Mitchell, Leonard Fournette, and Travion Williams, probably in that order. But again, it's completely based off of injury. So like if Tony Pollard got hurt, obviously Rico Dowdle becomes the top of that list. And since we can't really know who's going to get injured, that's how I'd order it because that's kind of like the talent level and ceiling if we see an injury um, kind of mixed with likelihood of them becoming the starter. But it's pretty much all just based off of who's going to get hurt, who do you like. Uh, so really just take a shot on anyone on that list. After running back, you're looking at tight end with the Mark Andrews injury. A lot of you had Mark Andrews. Most logical name is obviously Isaiah Likely, his direct backup. Um, I definitely do not have a lot of confidence in Likely. My guess, if you force me to guess it, you know, how good is he going to be rest of season, is that we're probably not looking at him as a weekly starter, and he's probably just more of a fringe option every week. But he's available in 95% of leagues. He is highly athletic. He has been fantasy relevant in the past when given this role. And he is taking over someone who had a 21% target share. So the upside is clearly there. The problem is uh, we've seen him be fantasy relevant in the past, but we've also seen times where Mark Andrews misses games and likely doesn't exactly step into a very large target share. He has almost no role in the receiving game. Uh, and obviously, you know, he's not Mark Andrews. And so... They have other playmakers. They have time to figure this out and be like, okay, well, Zay Flowers gets a few more looks. And we take one more deep shot to Bateman and to Odell. And then we utilize the running backs a little bit more here. And all of a sudden, you've got someone who's getting, you know, what? And like the upper, upper single digits for targets. That kind of gives spread out to a lot of people. And, you know, uh, likely in the other backup tight ends each get one or two more looks. And then you look at that and you're like, oh, that wasn't really worth starting. So he definitely has more upside. There's definitely a path to him being productive. Um, and if your free agency is just like a wasteland and there's nothing else, you know, if he's out there, you lost Mark Andrews. It just makes a lot of sense to just grab him and see if that's what will help you. Uh, but I would say anyone who has Kelsey, Hawkinson, Laporta, Kittle, Schultz, Ferguson, Cole Clement, Trey McBride, Evan Ingram, David Njoku, I don't think you even need to put a claim in for likely because everyone in your league is probably going to go after him to some degree. If you've got one of those tight ends, I'd stick with them. I would start them over likely. Um, if it's anyone else, and so you're sitting there, you're like, why? Well, Hunter Henry is my best tight end. I mean, why not? Take a shot on Isaiah Likely because if you're looking at him and Hunter Henry, who has more upside? We know Henry is. We don't technically know what likely is. Maybe he's something. Um, unfortunately, that's kind of it at tight end. Um, if someone dropped Dallas Goddard because they're frustrated with him not playing, obviously pick him up. Uh, if you are a Pat Fryermuth truther, maybe take a shot on him. If you think Kate Auten has a nice second half to the season, maybe he's an option for you. But overall, um, if that's really the range you're looking at, not Goddard. Like, obviously pick up Goddard if he's there. But if you're looking at this, like, likely Fryermuth Auten range, understand that, like, the better option is probably that you see where you have in depth Hope that your trade deadline hasn't passed 
and maybe you start sending offers to teams that have like two decent tight ends and you get an easy upgrade that way like you don't have to go after kelsey you don't have to go after hawkinson just maybe if someone has those two but then also has like a david and joku it's like well you know that's better than going up for agency and grabbing one of these scrubs so i would probably prefer that route as opposed to picking up some terrible option on free agency at wide receiver um my thoughts are pretty similar there's no one on free agency or at least there's probably no one on your free agency maybe someone got dropped that shouldn't have but the likelihood is there's no one on your free agency that is breaking out right now that is an amazing start that you're going to plug and play at wide receiver there are some players though if you are in a you know more competitive 12 team league if you are in a 14 team league and up if you have a billion bench spots there are some options that i'm going to go through right now but again the likelihood is you're not really looking at wide receiver free agency but top options would be josh down someone definitely could have dropped him um he goes into the well last week he was on by but the week before that um he has a knee injury there was kind of all that questions around there doesn't have a great game um but it's clear wide receiver two on the colts um hopefully he's a little bit better a little bit more recovered from the knee injury after their buy um you know wide receiver in the second half of the season after their buy there's a lot of data that suggests that you know that's something we should expect to be a bump in production for a uh, very talented player so he's probably the one i'd be looking at um, after him noah brown i'm guessing he'll be back this week even though he's a texans wide receiver three he's been on fire they've been on fire he's got a very strong role on the offense mario douglas um, he's the patriots top wide receiver playing plenty of snaps they're going to be losing pretty much every game if not every game the rest of the the season uh so games will always be positive for him Jaden reed had a really nice game last week he's quietly 35th in points per game i think half ppr scoring points per game this season um really strong target share not an elite target share but like a good target share being used on the ground um like just a really talented player uh if you need a little bit of like flex depth there um Khalil Shakir's an option uh seems to have won the wide receiver three drop the bills right now playing at least 70 percent of the snaps in three straight he has always been a player that i've liked uh, because he's explosive right he can turn uh he can basically produce big plays and on that offense obviously it helps that they're a big play offense as well so he's not someone that's like you know, a classic slot receiver that's gonna go four for 40 every game like he can get deep downfield and they will use him in the red zone um and then you could take a flyer on jameson williams um he's coming off his highest snap share of the season obviously he has a very big ceiling i don't think he's gonna hit rest of season but if he starts to he'll be an option uh, for upside as well you could look at rashid shaheed um he's wide receiver two on the saints right now if michael thomas misses time which it seems like he will uh, you can make a case for at perry as their wide receiver three in deeper formats if michael thomas misses time and then our classic michael wilson uh could return this week he's a wide receiver two for the cardinals if he does return but as you can see again there's a lot of options. Those are pretty quality players. They're players that, you know, in your second flex spot, wide receiver three, 12, 14 team league, they could be, you know, worthwhile while starts for you. It's just that like none of those players are really going to make a huge difference in like, especially eight and 10 team leagues and probably even 12 team leagues. Um, I would just say they should probably all be rostered in 12 team leagues besides probably A.T. Perry. Um, but honestly, going back to like what we kind of said before, among all those players I just mentioned, like maybe downs um maybe a flyer on jameson williams maybe if you need it like to mario douglas someone like that but for the most part if you look at your wide receiver core and you're like nah i'm good i i don't need to start those players i'd much rather those running back handcuffs we talked about spears zamir white rico dowdle elijah mitchell leonard fournette and travion williams i would rather roster those upside pieces because 
even though they probably won't hit, probably will be outscored by those wide receivers. If they do hit, it's a lot more beneficial to your team. At quarterback, there truly is nothing. Um, Baker's at the Colts. Uh, Jordan Love is at the Lions. If you really need a streaming option, um, both are definitely okay to stream. If you lost Joe Burrow, you desperately need an option. No one's going to trade for you. Um, I would just not want to use either one of them long term. That would really only be this week. And long term, I would want to not be streaming. I don't think this season streaming is going to be a good strategy in the playoffs with just how many injuries we've had. Had we not had all these injuries, streaming could have been fine because your options for streaming would have actually been there each week. With how many injuries we've seen, there's really no options every week anymore because everyone's rostered now. So it's not as great of a strategy. Um, if you're looking into the future, um, someone asked me about week 13. I guess there's a lot of buy in week 13 i think six teams run by and a few good quarterbacks run by uh if you are looking to stash someone then um gardner Minshew is going to be at the titans that's going to be a pretty decent options because they force teams a little bit more pass heavy um obviously the colts really want to run the ball but if you're forcing pass heavy if you're allowing a lot of production to wide receivers we could have a good game from gardner Minshew. then finally defense streaming uh chiefs are the top option we talked about them last week just like um, honestly, we talked about stashing them. It would have actually been okay if you even just played them last week, but they're a much better defense than most people think. They're play- facing the Raiders this week. They faced the Patriots, Raiders again, Bengals with no Joe Burrow in the fantasy playoffs. So they are the top option if you're going there. Um, after that, we're looking at the Broncos versus the Browns this week, who also do get the Patriots in week 16. So two good matchups there. And the Broncos have been much better on defense recently. Uh, Titans versus the Panthers. Basically, anyone against um, Bryce Young is going to be a good streaming option. Also, Titans are like a well-coached team, so even though they don't go off on defense a lot of the time, they can definitely take advantage of a young quarterback. So I would look to maybe for them to rack up some sacks in that game. Uh, Vikings versus the Bears. Fields is always a threat to explode, but also a threat to you know implode as well and produce turnovers, produce a lot of sacks, and then the Dolphins at the Jets won't have Zach Wilson, but they'll have Tim Boyle, which Tim Boyle is probably an upgrade over Wilson, but probably not an amazing upgrade. Uh, So all those are like perfectly decent options to add. I would say Chiefs and Broncos are the clear top two with Chiefs just far and away the best option if they are still available in your free agency. Um, And I would say the other, what was it, like three options we went over. Honestly, you could probably just wait for waivers to clear and just add them. I don't think you'd have to spend any fab or any claim to get them. So that's a look at waiver wire for week 12. Um, Nothing looks amazing for the top end, but again, what can you really expect for week 12? I'll be back tomorrow to talk about uh, a few trade targets, but only for a few minutes. And then we're going to jump right into the Thanksgiving games and the Black Friday game as well. Probably no underdog video this week because of Thanksgiving, but I'm just going to make that all free. So I'll let you guys know in the Discord whenever I post that table, but it'll be free to view this week because I don't have the video going up. Then, my friends, isn't this one? Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, have a hang the like button, have a subscribe to the channel if you're new here. But thanks for watching.